0: Hello, I'm Thomas Avihana, Stratfor Global Security Analyst at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, RAIN's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analyses. Sign up for the free Stratfor newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com.
1: You're listening to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Stratfor, a RAIN company. I'm Emily Donahue. Rising tensions in eastern Ukraine are drawing global attention to the frozen conflict between the government in Kiev and Russian-backed separatists. Here with guidance is Sam Lichtenstein, Stratfor Director of Global Security Analysts at RAIN. Welcome, Sam.
0: Hey, Emily. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Can you catch us up? What's been happening in eastern Ukraine in the past year and maybe even what's happened in the last few weeks?
0: Sure. So amid a number of other global problems that have really diverted attention, there's still been an ongoing simmering conflict in eastern Ukraine between Russian-backed separatists and Ukrainian forces that are implicitly, and, in some ways, explicitly supported by western governments. uh, What you've seen in the past year uh, is the successful implementation of the latest ceasefire in July 2020. There have been a number of ceasefires over the years uh, that have been tried. However, the one in July held quite successfully, largely until the end of 2020. There was a significant decrease in the number of ceasefire violations and actual casualties on both sides. The problem, unfortunately, is that the ceasefire began to break down around the turn of 2020 into 2021. Uh, And particularly since about February, there's been a significant uptick in violence, Uh, most notably on the deadliest day of the year so far. On March 26th, four Ukrainian soldiers were killed near the separatist de facto capital in eastern Ukraine. So, you've had a ceasefire that's begun to break down significantly. And then uh, in particularly in the past few weeks, there's been a major increase in violence, violations, and this is all occurring against a backdrop of broader tensions between Russia and Ukraine, and also even more generally between Russia and the West.
1: Well, I'm sure this is a loaded question, but which side is responsible for the recent escalation and heightened tensions? What are the various sides that you've mentioned, what are they saying?
0: Well, unsurprisingly, both Ukraine and Russia blame one another. Uh, on the Ukrainian side, uh, you've seen the government in Kiev and supported by most governments in the West, essentially call out Russia for massing troops along the border, uh, staging a series of provocative exercises. Uh, and essentially trying to destabilize eastern Ukraine even more than it already is by providing things like more advanced weapons to the separatists that backs there. On the Russian side, unsurprisingly, things are seen differently. You have the government in Moscow that's essentially accused Ukraine of provoking clashes deliberately with the Russian-backed separatists and failing to adhere to its commitments that Kiev made uh, to try to de-escalate violence. Notably, you've had uh, President Putin, as well as a number of other senior leaders, including his foreign minister, essentially say that Ukraine is trying to goad Russia into a conflict and that uh, if it really wants war, Russia will bring it, uh, but it's certainly not the preference of Moscow to do so.
1: Sam, this has been a longstanding conflict, and I assume based on what you've said so far that there are risks for future escalation. Could you tell me how that might play out?
0: Sure. So there are two main concerns here. The first is that there's a deliberate effort on either side to proactively engage in armed struggle. Uh, What we've seen so far this year, and what has basically dominated the battlefield uh, in the intervening Six, seven years now that this conflict has been going on uh, is a series of small skirmishes, some of which heat up and then fade back and then reheat up again. The first major concern, therefore, is that either side, either on Ukraine or the Russian-backed separatist side, deliberately seeks all-out return to conflict. The secondary concern, uh, and the one that I think is a little more likely if you had to choose between the two, uh, is a miscalculation or misunderstanding on either side uh, that inadvertently brings a return to armed conflict. To be clear, there are certainly reasons that both Kiev and Moscow uh, would find conflict against the other convenient. Uh, for a variety of domestic political reasons, to refocus public attention, rally support, uh, also get foreign backing uh, for their efforts. However, there are also significant reasons that both sides may not want to deliberately seek out conflict. Uh, For instance, on the Ukrainian side, uh, Ukraine knows that despite all of its efforts, it cannot come close to matching Russia militarily. So any sort of direct engagement uh, would certainly lead to its defeat. And on the Russian side, even though uh, there may be some very nationalistic calls to take eastern Ukraine or even all of Ukraine, from a strategic point of view, it's unclear what, if anything, Moscow gets out of this other uh, than further isolation within the world. So I would say the more bigger concern that we have is that neither side, while deliberately seeking all-out conflict by engaging in this series of tit-for-tat escalatory moves, public recriminations, etc., inadvertently steps into conflict and it's notable that russia though it exerts certainly some control over russian-backed separatists in eastern ukraine does not have complete control over them and therefore actions that some of these separatists might take on their own could force moscow into a conflict even if it didn't necessarily seek one out and similarly on the ukrainian side some sort of incident involving its troops that may have not come from central direction from Kiev could also force the government to more strongly back up its words and therefore drag it into a conflict unintentionally. Wow, that's a lot to take into account, isn't it? Unfortunately, it's a tragically complex scenario that at this moment uh, has no clear way of resolving itself. Uh, And so you have this stalemate on the ground And really, the only peace process to speak of is one in theory. Uh, And until both sides get serious about negotiating, uh, there's not going to be an end in sight.
1: Sam Lichtenstein is Stratford Director of Global Security Analysts at RAIN. Sam, thank you so much. Thanks, Emily. You can stay up to date on Stratfor's analysis of the region and its geopolitical positioning. Sign up for our free newsletter today. Go to worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.